Sound reminds us we're part of the cosmic symphony. Here we're starting. Uh, we're starting a podcast. I'm sitting here with Priscilla, a th- sound therapist. She is a musician for how many years, Priscilla? Oh my God! Since my mother sat me down at the piano when I was five. Okay, since she was five <laughs> years old, and and we're not going to ask how many years that was. Thank I just you. want to say again, this is Tina from Crystalline Awaken here in West Boylston, and there's a lot going on here in. Um, at Crystalline Awaken, I just want to talk about that. Anybody following the flotation story, the float room is really done. Just waiting for all the final permits, and then we'll have a tank here. So we'll have flotation here in West Boylston, hopefully by next week. In addition to Priscilla being here today, we have Sherry Evans, who is a spiritual reader, and she's right now sitting with a client doing a uh, spiritual reading. Her readings are amazing. She takes the past life and she integrates it into the current life and really supports people on their path and direction. So fabulous. And Priscilla was just heading home, so she just happened to stop in. And let's talk about sound today because Priscilla is here every other month. The next time that she'll be here in West Boylston is September 18th. This is 2015, and her... Um, event starts at 7 p.m. Anybody interested must go to the website, register online, and let us know you're coming. Seating is limited as Priscilla takes up about half of the room <laughs> with all of her crystal bowls. <laughs> it's quite fascinating. Uh, people are usually sitting there in a pretty meditative, blissed out state while she's running around, <laughs> keeping the rhythm and, you know, really listening intently to when is that last bowl going to stop and she needs to get the next vibration going but it is all about vibration and that's what everything is about here at crystalline awaken is the vibration how do we shift it how do we raise consciousness and there's many avenues to do that and you'll notice by listening to my show that it's all about shifting vibration which contributes to the awakening of mass consciousness so there is a huge shift going on if you haven't noticed already um, partake in it and participate in any of these things you know a sherry reading a polarity session a hypnosis session flotation whatever door you need to come in yoga sound therapy it's all doing a very similar thing so what do you resonate with what is that path for you to come in and open the door so here, um, yeah. I just want to let Priscilla talk a little bit. She's been a sound therapist. We're going to let her just talk a little bit more. She started playing the piano at five years old. Yep. And I'm a retired opera singer for about the last eight years. And found my way, like many people, I started with Reiki. And then I moved through uh, adding to my toolbox multiple modalities. And along the way, found first found the Himalayan singing bowls which are very unique healing tools. A lot of people call them Tibetan singing bowls. That's actually a misnomer. They're really from the Himalayans. They are not Tibetan, but they are very powerful healing tools and they're wonderful. And I do use them in my private sessions as well as in public concerts. And I found my way to the crystal singing bowls sort of through the back door if you will, because my Himalayan singing bowl master teacher was very adamant 
that crystal singing bowls were inferior and that the Himalayan bowls were superior healing tools. Well, he went on to such a degree that I decided I needed to learn about crystal singing bowls because there might be something to that. Mm. So indeed I did and found um, a teacher here in Massachusetts, but he was very adamant that crystal singing bowls were superior to Himalayan singing bowls. And already in my research, in building my practice, I had decided that the two of them, I had already learned rather, that the two of them affected the body in such different ways that I felt for optimum healing, or optimal healing really should marry the two. So it took me a little bit, but I finally found a wonderful woman to teach me down in Connecticut a woman by the name of Randine Tattoo. She's written a number of books. She's a phenomenal woman. She's fantastic. She uses the bowls very differently from me. So we actually find ourselves in Connecticut playing in similar locations, but there's really no uh, competition because her means of using them and the way I use them are entirely different. She, however, thought my idea to marry the two sets of bowls was it to quote her cool <laughs> so i had a very powerful lesson with her she taught me about the crystal bowls and i've been off and running ever since collecting and building really my symphonic uh collection they are very powerful but why they are powerful and then i'll go into what they really do <clears throat> As Tina mentioned, vibration, shifting vibration is a powerful healing means. And whether you do it through Reiki or reconnective healing, however you are doing it, particularly with sound especially, because everything that moves vibrates. Everything from the smallest molecule to the universe itself. So as long as that something is vibrating, it's actually making a sound. We may not be able to hear it, but it is making a sound. And every human being vibrates at their own frequency. I vibrate at my own frequency, Tina's vibrating in her own frequency. No two people vibrate the same, but we are vibrational beings. So sound healing is a form of vibrational medicine that is actually based on scientific principles that when the body is healthy, all matter and the cells in the body vibrate with a pleasant frequency. When the body is unhealthy, when there is something amiss or distorted or dis-ease, then you have dissonant vibration. So, the bowls work to correct any type of dissonance in your vibrational fields right down through the layers of your um, um, etheric fields into the skin, into the fascia, into the muscles, into the bones, into the cells, right into your DNA. 
the body is primarily made up of water and water is liquid crystal yeah you know that that brings to mind the the doctor dr amato i always say his name wrong are you familiar with uh, some? some. Mm -hmm. Yep, the studies that he had done with water. You know, so it, it was like if you talk to, um, I think he did it with water, and then there was another one with, uh, I want to say sand, but more with water. If you took water and you had all these negative thoughts, you would actually change the structure of that water, That's and it right. would represent something that was really ugly. And people don't realize how powerful sound is. Uh, but the sound even of our own thoughts. That's right. Because there is sound to our thoughts, yes. and there's a frequency to our thoughts. There's a vibration to our thoughts. There's a vibration. And so if we're looking in the mirror every day and saying, what a beautiful person you are, then chances are you're a beautiful person. Right. You know, one of the things that I, I found... Um, years ago, and it was actually through the metaphysical studies when I was uh, taking that. It was a, a, a year-long program that I took. Um, <clears throat> where was I going with that? Talking about the, the idea of thoughts. Thought. But one of the things that became really clear to me is that what we think of ourselves is how other people see us. Absolutely. So if you are thinking all these negative things about yourself and then somebody meets you, you think that they're validating what you're thinking. That's right. But what's really happening, you're thinking it first. Right. And then, of course, they are validating it because that's what they see. So it's important for us. And I liked what you said about, you know, changing uh, the DNA, the molecular structure of our own physical body and disease is where energy is not flowing. So right. if, uh, if the kidneys, let's say, are supposed to vibrate at a certain frequency and there's some kind of disruption in the field, then that changes the frequency where they're not actually as healthy as they can be, right? That's correct. So what happens with sound, if I'm getting all this correctly, is that the sound and a specific tone is going to shift that frequency of the kidneys to restore health. And that's because frequency vibration begets frequency vibration. And that's, that's a scientific principle. It's in all musical instruments. Now, because we are basically liquid crystal, we're walking with the liquid form of crystal. Yes, and I, I love that you're saying that because I use crystals in my Crystal, healing practice. Sure, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. When the crystal bowl vibrates, it will find, it wants to merge, beget your physical vibration. But if there is something that's distorted or unhealthy in your body, it will find it and try to correct it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're such powerful healing tools. The crystal singing bowls are largely built off of the chakra system, as well as then, and that's basically your C major scale from C to B. Um, the, so if you were looking at the keyboard on a piano, that would be the white keys. The black keys of a piano correspond, there are, for the sharps or flats, 
of the crystal bowls, they correspond, each one corresponds to a very specific organ in the body. Um, I tend to work more with the chakra system because it's pretty thorough and I use the harmonic series that every good musician knows, perfect fourths and fifths and octaves. And because then you have total um, harmonic resonance at its best. And if you're surrounded by that, it's gonna work and correct what's not really healthy in the body. Okay. Now, the reason I marry them with the Himalayans, the Himalayan singing bowls work similarly and yet differently. Where the crystal bowls are really sine waves, and a sine wave will go through anything, including steel. The, sign, the crystal bowls are very specific in terms of pitch. You get multiple harmonics and tones out of the Himalayan singing bowl, which is some of their appeal. It makes them very sweet sounding. A lot of people tend to resonate or want to be surrounded by them. The first thing a Himalayan singing, singing bowls will do is affect your brain waves. They go straight to the brain waves and they help the recipient to drop down into a meditative state into alpha and eventually de deeper down into theta. And once you're in theta state, then you have the optimal situation for healing to really begin because there's no resistance whatsoever, consciously or otherwise. So, what <laughs> I think she just snapped a picture of me <laughs> with my glasses on. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> That's not acceptable. Well, let's see. You, let's see you without your glasses. Okay. <laughs> oh, now I think she looks wonderful with glasses or without well, glasses. You're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> so the Himalayan singing bowls also um, trigger. The endorphin system that affects the endorphin system, which is the body's natural painkillers. So right away, with the Himalayan bowls alone, you're getting um, relief from pain. You're getting stress release. You're getting that um, corrected sense of balance and well-being. And then the longer you're in that vibrational field, they work to also align and correct anything that is unhealthy in the body. The interesting thing with the Himalayas is I very often will use them as a diagnostic tool in the healing room. And let's say someone comes in complaining of pain in their hip. It might be arthritis, they may or may not know that. And I'll use the bowl. The bowl will be singing its sweet song. And as soon as it gets to the hip that's complaining, it will change from this beautiful is the sound it makes. That was something that I was waiting for. I was waiting for you to um, to say that that the that the bowl itself you, that you can tell when you're even when you're working in a group, I would imagine yep. that by the way the instruments are playing, what is actually going on in the room with right. the people? Yep. Okay, that's fabulous, and that is a signal to you as a sound healer and this is what people don't really understand you know people go to a sound healing event and they just think they're just going to sit there and they are 
but you're getting much more information than they would ever think. Exactly. And you're playing your bowls according to who is in the room and not necessarily, oh, that specific person, but I feel that energy right there and this is going to require another vibration. Is that the way it works? It works that way in part and it's also that I really get a sense from the bowls what's going on in the room. Yeah, I that, pick it up from the bowls. That's that's what I was saying. Yeah, that I'm really, I'm really in partnership with that. But it's so it's sort of like if we've got, um, if, if E, which is associated with the solar plexus, which is our personal power, suddenly that just needs to keep going and keep going and keep going. So that's obviously a primary need in the room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is fabulous. I love, I love learning more about this. Um, and there's so much more that I'm sure that you want to share. Oh, what, the, there's what is, what is something else? Another uh, piece that you want to go? Well, there's there's um there's been a lot of interesting studies done um, on the effects of sound and cancer, and so I myself am beginning to study and research that uh, quite a bit more. I wouldn't even begin to say I've you know cracked the surface. But I am affiliated with a couple of hospitals where I will be working with cancer patients. And I'm learning a great deal about it. There is an oncologist in New York who has written a fascinating book called The Healing Power of Sound. And he uses the bowls in his practice on cancer patients. Mm -hmm. um, now, he will tone, he will sing or have the patient sing with the bowl which is great because what he's really doing is helping every person who we all have our own sacred song, hence why I call my business sacred song Reiki. We all, we all are part of that cosmic universe. And sometimes dis-ease or illness is based on our disconnection from that. So in working to find your own voice, your own song and the bowl that brings that out in you helps to one not only get your mind in a more peaceful state so there's healing can begin but you're also reconnecting to that cosmic symphony okay i love this um you know i'm going to share with you uh priscilla you know um so i've been blessed here at crystalline awaken to uh, really meet some amazing people, and Priscilla is definitely one of them. Um, but what is coming to my mind as I'm listening to her is, you know, in my 15 years of teaching polarity therapy, um, there is there one of the um, aspects that we address and teach practitioners is how to use sound in their healing practice. And it's, you know, not necessarily um, are they using bowls or uh, the crystal bowls, but they're using the sound of their voice right. when they hit something, an energy that needs to move. And, and the whole idea is to find the vibrations going to shift it. Not necessarily that they need to have a, an amazing voice, but just find that that tone, whatever that is, and you know, I've used sound in my practice for so many years, and, and I use um, acutonics, you know, which is also sound, not necessarily do they hear that, but it's the vibration that is moving the energy, and I'll use that when I can tell something's just not moving, I don't know, I just can't get it, so I'm gonna use that. 
And then other times, you know, a, a tone will just kind of come out and, and shift that thing. And um, I found s sound to be highly effective in moving energy. And it sounds to me like um, you are doing something very similar. Really? And what's coming to my mind, and I know we're doing a show right now, but um, every time I see an opportunity, I can't help but to ask. <laughs> what I think would be really fascinating, because there's a circle of practitioners that um, would you would you think like uh, you know possibly doing like some kind of bowl uh, workshop to maybe support practitioners in using a maybe a the Himalayan bowl because it's not a Tibetan bowl right right okay but if I Google Tibetan bowls I can find oh them. they're gonna come up <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so wrong <laughs> yeah you know and I, I actually did a lot of research and I was trying to buy some Tibetan bowls at, uh -huh. at one point uh, because I wanted to have them available in the shop um, but I think um, I, I would love to see a workshop here using the uh, Himalayan bowl you know there's a there's some practitioners they've dabbled with the crystal bowls and not that everybody knows what they're doing, but I think um, having a little more insight, a little more instruction would be something that's really uh, cool if you're open to it. I'd be very open to that. I'd also like to add, I think we should we should slip in some crystal bowls in that workshop. Yeah. <laughs> yep, okay. definitely. Yeah, I love the whole idea. And, I, you know, maybe we can start uh, planning that, okay. you know, after this show. Um, but right now, it's the whole educating people. And, um, you know, you, we didn't give people all of the history of who you are. So did we? I you talked about being a musician. Yep. Okay. A retired for, opera singer. Yeah, yeah, for so many years. Um, you know, Priscilla is gifted in sound and has a lot of years of experience. And, you know, her last sound healing here, I just... I just sat totally blissed out. I held my crystal, <laughs> but there was really no need to do anything with it because the vibration in this whole space just went to a whole nother level. And, and I, I said, Jesus, am I, am I blessed or what? To have somebody come in and really just bless the space with that vibration so that it attracts people who want that level of vibration, right? Right. Um, yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing. I mean, I've, I've taught sound, uh, but not at the level that you teach it at. I'm familiar with sound. I'm familiar with fourths and fifths and, and harmonics and all of this good stuff. And, you know, I'm one of those people that wish I could be a musician, but um, I don't think it's happening in this lifetime. That's okay. I'll keep working it, though, yes. because I'm hoping for yes. the next time I can be a rock star. There that's, you go. That's been my goal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see myself as an opera singer, however. But just, um, you know, we don't get to use our voice uh, freely. You know, you did, though, at an early age. I mean, I sang for fun um, for a long time. Mother really wanted a concert pianist in the family. And she ended up living with disappointment because I found my way to opera. Okay. <laughs> I fell in love with that. Yeah. I mean, I will say when I first started working with the crystal bowls, I only had my basic chakra set. Mm -hmm. I only had seven bowls, not 28. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would tone with them in my initial group meditation, but as my collection grew and my creativity evolved with it and I started writing meditations based on 
the the seasons or the the healing need involved and the collection was growing i find i can't run around the room and tone at the same time right <laughs> right right so okay. i've had to take my voice out of it okay okay that's where it, that's where it went that's where it went but, but your voice is moving through the the bowls instead right well my energy is fused with them yes Yes. And I talk to them during the meditation. Most people can't don't know that because everybody's pretty much blissed out. Yeah. Nobody's really paying attention to me. They're all everyone's having their own experience as they should. Mm -hmm. um, but I am what I am doing secretly and quietly is communicating with the bowls yep. while I'm playing them. Anybody that's worked with crystals for I mean worked with crystals, had a crystal uh, begins to understand that when you have a crystal, that crystal is yours for a reason, mm -hmm. and they become partners in your life. Absolutely. Where you really have to honor and respect them, and uh, they do the same for you, but they are, you become like friends with them. It, communication is, you know, not foreign to me. I think some people would think, man, you're talking to your crystals, right. you're talking to you're your like, bowls. Ooh, you're a little crazy. You better believe it because <laughs> that crystal is alive. And what a lot That's of right. people don't understand is, you know, what what a crystal really means what is it you know it's something that's growing off a matrix a lot of them are found in caves they're not easy to get to crystal balls are pretty expensive right oh yes yeah <laughs> please that is still painful i'm sure i'm sure you got a lot of money if you get 28 bulls you're you're really invested in um using them for sound yeah. and i know just you know the accumulation of crystals that I have that I use in my work. I'll have little kids come in and they just pick up their the uh, one of my crystals. They fall in love and I say, you know what, it's yours. Yep. And you know I had a little girl look at me and I tell this story too much, but she picked up one of my crystals and she said, this is so beautiful. Mm. She was seven. She had like those blue eyes yep. and red hair, and I said, this, you got the cutest. She is just so cute. And I, I said, it's yours. You know, it was a gift to me, but now it's a gift to you. And that's what happens with, with um, the crystals that I found. I've given more away to little kids that I know sh cherish them. Yep. And they become friends with them. I had my nieces that used to take them, and they'd put them in the sunlight and put a little salt in their bowl. Yeah. And they really took care of them, um, similar to if they had a hamster. I mean, <laughs> Well, in a sense, I mean, I, I believe the crystal, crystals are living beings that have just chosen to be in that form. Right, right. And the, the reality is, if we go back to this, for people to understand crystal balls, the vibration, is that we are crystalline structure. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that. So we can change our structure just as a crystal can change its structure. Right. And I've had mine where... Um, I've had a couple of times, one that just went flying out of my hands while mm -hmm. I was teaching, mm -hmm. and it, it was time to break. I said, okay, you know, we released some energy there. And I had a, another one that was a double terminator, I guess is what it's called. Right. And that fell, and boom, I suddenly had two crystals. I said, okay, now we, right. <laughs> they didn't want to work together anymore. They were, they were twins. <laughs> <laughs> time to separate. Time to, time to separate. And, um, and I, I worked with both of them for a very long time. And some of those crystals can have a masculine or a feminine kind oh, of energy. Oh, absolutely. 
Oh, absolutely. You find the same thing with the bowls. With the bowls, absolutely. And they also, I mean, um, a couple of my, they liked your space, by the way. But I well, do my space loved them. <laughs> they, I have a couple that are very persnickety, as I like to say. And if they don't like the space, mm. they give me a hard time playing. Mm. In fact, I've had my big e-bowl, which I think is the most persnickety of the 28. It's 18 inches in diameter. It's very big. It's got a gorgeous, gorgeous tone to it. It doesn't like the space. I will be playing it. I will be talking to it. It'll throw the stick out of my hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I've had things like that happen. Yep. You know, working with people. And you know what's funny is that sometimes you can put a crystal on somebody's third eye and their third eye will throw it across the room. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that's a wrong crystal for your yeah, third eye. Definitely not, not the right one. <laughs> It's, it's pretty fascinating. So when people really come to understand, I think the bigger message here is, um, as you stated earlier, is the whole idea that we are uh, vibrating human beings, that we are crystalline structure, that we are frequency, and for us to start treating ourselves as such, right. as energetic beings, as uh, beings that are vibrating at a certain rate, to understand that if we're experiencing any kind of disease, dis-ease in our life, and it, it doesn't have to be anything that is a terminal illness, but just some kind of disharmony where something's out of balance, that it's really important to bring that thing back into balance. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Priscilla, and you've been doing healing work uh, for a really long time and, you know, also living life and it's so obvious to people who are uh, tuned into this and when they hit a place of disease and they do something about it to shift the frequency that they can shift back into a place of health versus people who are noticing that something is out of balance, do nothing. Right. And, and I find this to be a really sad uh, thing to witness is that there are many people that do nothing and, you know, I can remember years ago, I think, well, it was about 15 years ago when I started to learn to move energy in people's body and saw the results that I was getting and it was changing who I was or who I could have been right. had I not found that path. Um, I feel grateful for being aware enough to say, I need to do this and I need to pay attention to my own vibration. And, and there are too many people that don't, and uh, it's, a sad, it's a sad experience for the rest of life. Uh, you know, I see it all too often. I think we see it with, you know, members of our own communities, and we have to witness that. Yeah. Although I think it's, you know, I think there is a surgence coming where people are becoming more aware. This is what, um, what I'm seeing, and uh, apparently the universe believes this is happening because... I was told to come and open this center yep. back in September, and I thought, what? And I kept saying, what? And I called on this place twice, and the lady said, I already know about your business. You called me before. I said, I did? I mean, it so <laughs> wasn't me calling, um, and I still can't believe I'm sitting here. And But I also know, and what blows my mind is sometimes when the people walk through the door, they know exactly what they're looking for. Yep. And it's energy, even though there's many other things that they could be looking for, uh, they, they gravitate to, oh, what's that? Uh, you know, especially polarity therapy, because it's a, it's 
probably because it's one of my passions. But sound therapy um, goes right in line with uh, polarity therapy because it's all about shifting vibration. Now, I am finding that the people are starting to wake up um, a lot faster than it was 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. So um, this is, you know, we're, we're moving into a time, and, you know, let me know if you agree with this or not, um, but you talked about this as, um, I think I heard you say, energy medicine or vibrational medicine. That is the direction that we appear to be going. Yes. It's about shifting vibration and energy, and it's, it's not about, you know, not to put any profession down, but I don't think it's about talking about it anymore. Um, you know, when people are hitting those walls and they don't know what direction to take. And not talk therapy can be good as well, as long as there's somebody um, that can hold the vibration higher than the problem. Right. Right. If we can rise higher than whatever the problem is, then we can see it clearly and we can create change. Um, and that takes a lot of uh, energetic awareness and skill to do, to tap into that intuitive knowing. So um, science is a great thing because it's starting to prove everything that we do here. It's, it's proving that, wait a minute, there is something behind this sound therapy. That's right. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, in our country, we need science to say it's okay before people will start to believe it. Yeah. Um, in China, however, they just go by, if it feels good, do it, right? Well, and I think it's, it's been more inherent in their culture to be more accepting of these things anyway. Yeah, I mean, starting with um, acupuncture, and, right. you know, and, and when you see people doing Qigong, it's like it's the entire block. It's not just, right. you know, coming into a class where you might have five people who get it. It's everybody is moving the energy in their body. Right. Um, so there's a, a big difference in in our culture but I think that we're moving along yes and hopefully there's enough people stepping into the professions of energy healing um, of sound therapy of continuing to integrate and bring things like this into their healing practice and that's what's going to support this what I feel is this next wave uh, which is coming in pretty powerfully uh, anybody that's experiencing some level of exhaustion may know that they're they're, they're experiencing the energy shifting. Um, so it's a matter of just continuing to ride the wave. Yep. Okay, and I think you're getting, you're feeling that oh, as absolutely. well. Oh, um, absolutely. I go to sleep and wonder if I actually slept. Where was I? Because I wake <laughs> up and it's like, I'm still exhausted. What happened? <laughs> I don't remember anything over the last eight hours, but I couldn't have been sleeping. <laughs> so there is something huge going on for people who are really aware and tuned in. Um, I feel it's happening and, you know, people just require some support yes. in getting this going. Priscilla, before, I mean, I, I, I have uh, such a good time talking with <laughs> you and, uh, and learning a little bit more about, you know, sound therapy, even though, you know, I feel like uh, more amateur in it and, you know, kind of like rookie in the whole thing. And I trust my intuitive knowing if I make a certain sound in a session that it's going to move it because of the vibration that I'm in while I'm working. Um, but I know that people would love to learn more. Um, and uh, so everybody stay tuned because uh, Priscilla and I will come up with a date mm -hmm. uh, for this workshop that I think will be absolutely fascinating and uh, really support people in their practice. 
And even for people who are not currently in a practice, if you want to just learn a little bit more about sound therapy, this workshop could be useful for you as well. Very. Musicians. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, mus you know, musicians might, uh, I might feel a little intimidated around musicians, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but if we can get, uh, you know, just people more tuned into this whole experience of sound, it is so powerful. Um, so we'll let everybody know. That'll be on the website, so stay tuned. And also, um, uh, Priscilla, would you like them to know any uh, more information? Sacred Song, uh, right. I mean, Sacred Song Reiki. Right, you can email me at sacredsongreiki at yahoo.com or visit my website, which is www.sacredsongreiki.com. Okay, awesome. Yep. Yeah, I highly recommend that you uh, do that. Learn a little bit more about Priscilla. She is, you know, obviously very fascinating. And she doesn't know it, but when she was saying that I took her picture while she had her glasses, <laughs> I was actually doing a little video. Oh, um, no! <laughs> I'll get her approval. <laughs> I'll get her approval. And if I get an okay on it, because I think she looks great in her glasses. Um, but she did take them off for part of it. And if she's okay with it, then I'll put it on Facebook. If not, then we'll wait till another day. Um, but, I, you know, just watching her and listening to her voice, um, you can just see that she's just so heart-centered in everything that she does. And that's why I did it. Thank you. Priscilla, thank you so much oh, for it's coming, my great pleasure. coming by today. And we'll, uh, our next event, uh, by the way, is September... 18th just a reminder 7 p.m. you want to schedule yourself into the the workshop it's crystallineawaken.com just click on events and you'll see the sound healing with Priscilla uh, coming soon and I mean it's coming soon soon <laughs> so get on there and register now so that you get a seat all right thank you so much for having me Tina thank you it's been my pleasure